A proud member of the Earglue Media family of podcasts. You're listening to Bad Gamers Anonymous, a podcast dedicated to helping gamers not suck. Our two-step programs of suck up and get good will help even the worst of gamers just be bad. We review the latest video game titles, cover the latest news, and discuss issues that affect gamers. Here are your hosts of Bad Gamers Anonymous, Bad Gamer Jason, Bad Gamer Joe, and Bad Gamer Crowley. Get good, scrubs. Before we start the show today, I need to apologize. Before we recorded this show, there was a lot of discussion going on and something very important got lost in the mix. And I would be remiss if I did not add that to this episode. Ear Glue Media has launched a brand new podcast featuring Josh McCray and Joe Kane. It's called The Film Appraisers. And we invite you to go check it out right now over at eargluemedia.com forward slash TFA. That stands for The Film Appraisers. We're very excited to add this podcast to the Ear Glue Media family of podcasts, and we hope that you enjoy it as much as we do. So congratulations to Imperial Moonwalker, Josh McRae, and our very own Joby One Kenobi, Joe Kane, on their new podcast. Go check them out. And with that said, welcome to Bad Gamers Anonymous. I am your host, Mr. Crowley. Thank you so much for listening to this episode, episode 79, The Division 2, full review. That's right. We're going to deep dive into this, but not before we deep dive into both of our co-hosts head first, preferably. Uh, This week, I am joined as I am joined by them both now every week, contractually obligated, yada, yada, yada. Carbs are the enemy. It's Jason. Jason, (laughs) welcome to the show. Hey, uh, Crowley. How's it going? Wonderful fan, friggin' tastic. And then there's Joe. Hey, Crowley, how you doing? I'm doing great. Oh my god, you actually asked how I was doing. You weren't you weren't like an overly a jerk to start the show, so I felt like I should be nice back. Wow. Man, all the feels. All the feels. I'm giving you a big virtual hug right now. No, please don't. So so cuddly. You're so soft. And that's the show. Thanks for <laughs> listening, everybody. We'll see you next. No, I'm joking. Uh, we got a lot to cover this week, as we have a lot to cover every week. Uh, this is going to be a terrible show because I just I, I I'm not feeling it. We'll feel Are it you feel- for you. How's that? All right, great. Everybody else feels it, but I'm me. happy to feel things for you, Crowley. I don't even know how to take that. And I'm going to try not to take it at all. Uh, let's just housekeep <laughs> real quick. Good God. Phrasing. Phrasing. Uh, let's let's talk housekeeping. Uh, if you're going to Star Wars uh, Celebration Chicago this year, April 10th through the 15th, I believe it's the 11th through the 15th, but I'll be there on the 10th. Other people will be there on the 10th. It's Chicago. Chicago will be there indefinitely. Uh, make sure you let us know that you're going. I'll be there. Uh, Joe will be there. Jason will be there for a day or two. Uh, yep. And of course, the guys from the Cantina cast, Jonesy and Albert, head over to eargluemedia.com. Click that SWCC button in the top. Let us know you're going to be there. We've got a ton of events going on with the Cantina cast. Uh, we're there to help them out and support them, our Ear Glue Media brothers in arms, if you will. Brothers in microphones. Yeah. Brothers in 
I don't even know. The first one was better. Okay. So we're there to, to support them and help them out, as well as hopefully we'll get into the panel on all of the Star Wars video games that are coming out this year. Yeah, I'd love to, uh, but they've got that weird lottery system going on for panels, so we'll do our best. Yeah, but at least now we can go in with friends. Yep, true. Steps yeah. in the right direction. If you can Absolutely. get a, if you can get cho- chosen, if you right. if you get drawn. Yeah, I mean drawn like Jack draws all his other girls. Yes, nah, that's a yeah. that's a Titanic reference. It for, is a Titanic reference. That's a horrible movie. reference. Did I ever tell you that I walked out? Or I, I didn't walk out, but people were shushing me during the the end of Titanic. That seems that seems accurate. Yeah, I'm not surprised by that whatsoever. I was there with a. I was there with a. Uh, uh, this was obviously a long time ago, so I was there with a young woman I was dating, and you know how in the movie, like Jack, like spoiler alert, I'm about to spoil Titanic for you. Uh, you know how uh, at the beginning of the movie they meet at the bow of the ship. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the movie, right as they're about to die, like they're at the bow of the ship again. Wait, 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 like, wait, oh. wait. They die? Well, Jack dies. And a ton hell? of other people die. Well, there was apparently she didn't want to share the room on the on the headboard or whatever it was that was floating. Yeah, headboard or door, whatever it was. There was room. Yeah, for there was room. But she wasn't. Now I don't need to see the movie. Thanks. No, you don't. Well, you're welcome. I, look, this movie's terrible. And I thought to myself, oh, that's kind of cool. This is where they first met. It goes full, full circle. And then she turns around and she says to Jack. Or maybe it was the other way around. I don't remember because I don't care. Uh, says, this is where we first met. And I thought, I, this is what I said, literally out loud. Are you effing kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> this is the dumbest movie I've ever seen. And everybody in the theater turned around and went, shh. And I think my the, the girl I was dating at the time hit me. I'm like, what? <laughs> this movie's stupid. Anyway, that was a I'm dumb sure story. I'm sure it wasn't that, the first or last time. Yeah, tell the truth. That what? wasn't the first time she's hit you. Well, hey, look, it doesn't matter what I'm into, guys. Uh, <laughs> none of this has anything to do with video games. Welcome to Bad Gamers Anonymous. I'm your host, Crowley. Uh, let's talk about what we've been playing this week. Jason, what have you been playing this week? Oh, I've been playing a little Battlefront 2, the good one. A uh, little Division 2, the good one. Well, the only one. And a uh, little of the Simpsons tapped out like I do every week. I want to edit that out of this show. Well, I mean, I it's your show. You can do as you like, but everybody knows that I played The Simpsons Tapped Out every day. Why? Why? Can I ask why? I mean, I know you're a Simpsons nut, but is there something great about this game, or is it just you're really like The Simpsons and you want to support their game? A little of column A, a little of column B. So none in column A, all of column B? It takes, you know, all of five minutes, maybe three or four times a day to... Uh, keep up with your town and throw a few things there. Uh, uh, they, they do events like about every other month. So it, it's a, it's still a fun game. I don't believe you. Joe, what have you been playing this week? Uh, I also played the good battlefront two and the division two, and I played some bullet hell Monday. What is bullet hell Monday? It's another bullet hell mobile game that you can make fun of me for, but it's not space justice. It's no, it's the bullet hell before Tuesday. Bullet hell yep. before Tuesday. We've decided that that should be universal justice, remember? I know, but it wasn't, so I stopped playing it and I went to Bullet Hell Monday. There's actually something very cool about this game. This is a free-to-play game that has all of the typical free-to-play, hey, you can watch an ad for a booster or all that stuff. But when you first launch the game, it says, hey, do you just not want to see ads and get the boosters for free? And if you say yes, they just don't show you the ads and give you the boosters for free. Seriously? Yep. 
I want to play Bullet Hell Monday now just to support them. Yeah, I really, really liked that a lot. That seems like a questionable business model. Yeah, yeah, that's a poor business model. There are in-app purchases for like upgrades to your ship and stuff, and there are, are things to buy and spend money on, um, but you don't need them. But they do, they do seem more bent on you enjoying their game than they are about you watching a bunch of ads to keep playing. Well, Good on them. Cool. Yeah, I'm all for that. Yeah, I you like remember it a lot. who makes it. Uh, I do not remember who makes it. Man, can... no, it's fine. Now don't look it up now. Yeah, I don't have a zipper clip. Worst but gamer ever. Bullet hell, right? I mean, it's really easy to find. It's not like Crowley's sniper assassin elite shooter gun <laughs> <laughs> Monday, Tuesday, Friday game, whatever. It's Bullet Hell Monday. It's very easy to find. Sure. All right. Well, thanks for asking what I played this week, guys. I played Basketball Stars by Mini Clips. See, I put in there who made this game because I learned my lesson from assassins, snipers, guns, and things on a Friday afternoon at four o'clock. Uh, with March Madness upon us, this seemed like a really good one. This is, again, one of those games that has a ton of ads in it, and I don't care because I still like it. But apparently they say if you buy anything, the ads go away. I'm still not buying anything. <laughs> not even a dollar. But it's a fun time waster for five, ten minutes. It's actual PvP. You play against other players uh, making uh, in either a, a, like a shot race. Who can make the most baskets, the most hoops, the most deuces, the most trays? Uh, then you can also play one-on-one, which is silly because it's on mobile. So it's silly. But you can still do it. It's against other players, actual players. It works pretty well. So check it out if you uh, enjoy the March Madness. Uh, and then also I've been playing the Division 2. I did not. Travel the road to wrestle. No, that's not every every time. The road to Star Wars Celebration. No, I did not play uh, Battlefront Two, the good one. I really wanted to. I just didn't have time. So when we get to that portion of the show, I'll just be quiet. No, you won't. No, I won't. Let's get right into gaming news. Uh, the Atari's, uh, the new console from Atari is still not coming out. Yeah, it probably won't. <laughs> uh, the VCS gets a, uh, it's getting a boost in its, uh, in its, uh, uh, in its hardware. Yeah, it's, uh, looks like they're going to embed an AMD Ryzen chip in there, um, with some onboard Vega based graphics. Right. I mean, if it ever comes out, if it ever comes out and, uh. If it ever comes out, it'll be able to push some 4K video, and they're saying that uh, it's going to have support for some protected streaming video services like Netflix and, and such that require HDCP uh, compliant hardware. So, well, this is good news. I think. I mean, it's getting this this boost in its hardware. Uh, it's just, is it ever going to come out? I don't think it's going to. I mean, it might, but. This is now, what, the second or the third time they've bumped it. I mean, we've been talking about this thing for over a year. Well, yeah, I think since the first time you guessed it on this show, yeah, we've uh, been talking about it. And, yeah. and it, they've pushed it to the end of this year, so that's yet another year. It's going to be, what, three years in development at this point? So Probably more than that, I would imagine. I mean, it looks cool, so we'll have you know links to this in the show notes. I think it looks pretty cool, except the controller looks big and bulky and stupid. 
Yeah, it does. It looks like a really, really cheap uh, Xbox controller knockoff. It, yeah, it, it looks really like the original does. Xbox, the big hamburger controller that the original Xbox came with. It, it yeah. might just be the lighting in these pictures or in this picture, but it looks like it's made out of the cheapest plastic. Like it's all, it just looks cheap. Well, it does have that wood, that, that fake wood finish on the front. Yeah, that wood green finish on the front's hot. The rest of it's not. <laughs> well, I mean, I kind of like that. That's a charming little retro throwback yeah, to the original 2600. That's but... the only part about it I like. <laughs> what about the, the, the orange button, the orange top of the, the left the joystick? The one orange joystick. I'm not really right. yeah. on that. What's wrong with that? That's a little throwback there. Yeah. That's fine. That's fine. So you would say this is this this has some some retro appeal. It's got some charm. Sure. I don't know if I'd go that far. Yeah. Maybe. It does it, it looks retro. It looks retro it for sure. Yeah. I don't know. I'm excited for it, guys. You get it hyped up for this. This is gonna be. This is gonna take down Google. I no. <laughs> is it gonna have gonna any be, games? It's gonna be better than Stadia. It's gonna play Atari games and maybe and? some and maybe some Linux games. And I mean, look, it's cheaper than buying an arcade one up every three months. Yeah, yeah that's true. Given the option, Mike would buy. An arcade went up every single time and never buy one of these. <laughs> I probably would too. Uh, <laughs> moving on. Tomorrow, which might be today, which this could have already happened. Time is a very weird thing to deal with. Uh, Sony is going to have their uh, state of play address or announcement or whatever it is. Uh, March 25th at 2 p.m. Pacific. That's 4 p.m. Central. 5 p.m. Eastern. For those of you who can't do math, uh, we will maybe possibly, it depends on what they announce, but maybe we'll have a bonus episode where we just talk about this. Yeah. I mean, there might not, I don't know how much there'll be, but maybe there'll be enough for for a quick chat about what they'd say. They're talking about new hardware, so. PlayStation 5, anybody? They're also talking about some uh, streaming play, too, from what I understand. Yes, they are. Sounds like Google's pushing everybody into this. Uh, everybody watched that Google press conference and needs to get out in front of where they are on their streaming solutions because they don't want to be left behind. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think if uh, they weren't serious about streaming before, they're definitely serious about it now. Like, I- I'm not. So what if there are more gamers that just don't care about streaming? Then it will go away just like Google Plus did. Yeah, Perfect. but I don't think I don't think that'll happen because Microsoft is also throwing a lot of its chips in that basket. You think? Yes. Their XCloud thing is going to be heavy on this streaming thing, and that's the direction they're going. I think Microsoft might have an advantage depending on how quickly they get to market after Google, because I think Google will will hit market first. But yeah, Microsoft I, I has uh, Xbox Game Pass also behind it. And I think if they throw a lot of those titles up on their streaming service, that'll give them that'll give them an advantage. Well, I think it's going to be it's going to boil down to, you know, what what you get, like what value is in it for the players. So whichever one gives the most value, the most bang for the buck. But I don't see this as, as anything other than the next generation of console fanboys. So here's here is 
Well, yes, we will be, I would say we will probably end up in some kind of console war type thing on streaming in the future. I don't know if it'll be right away, but I would say that's coming. Um, but over and over again, throughout tech history, convenience has always trumped fidelity. People want what they can have right now more than they want the best thing. So streaming, I feel like if they, if all three of these guys can get streaming working properly, streaming is going to be the direction it goes. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, uh, I think Google may have an advantage on those that don't actually have a console or PC at the moment that will do gaming because their platform is, is fairly agnostic, right? So all you need is, you know, uh, Chrome and a decent enough video card to, to push the graphics and you can, you can stream AAA games. Well, that's the theory at least. So yeah, and by decent enough, you mean like no video card, like hardly well, all, you I mean, to do, all you need to be able to do is decode video. So like your phone or your no hardware acceleration Chromebook or laptop will do it or your Chromecast. Yeah, uh, unless you're unless you're wanting to get to a, a higher resolution like 4K, and then you're going to need some video hardware. No, well the four, the 4K Chromecast will do 4K game stream, and your phone will too. They don't need any hardware acceleration for that. It's just if you're if you can watch 4K YouTube, you can uh, Stadia in 4K. Can you watch 4K YouTube on your phone? Yeah, there are 4K phones that will that phones with 4K resolution screens that'll do it. I can do 2K because that's where my screen is. Mm, okay. Well, how do you then, get in on the beta test for this? I want to see how this works because I, when you're streaming 4K games, it's a lot different than, especially with latency, uh, from when you push a button to when it goes. Like so, ah. there's so I have some. Do you want to jump right to Stadia right now, or do you want to wait until we have it get to there for sure? No, let's talk about Stadia. Let's do this. All right. So latency. Um, you guys are aware of Digital Foundry? Yes. What that is. Digital Foundry did a latency test with a uh, high-speed camera on the Xbox One X and on Stadia um, to see where they ended up with, what we would get for a difference. So now on 4K, uh, a 4K resolution on Assassin's Creed for both, Stadia's input latency was one. 88 milliseconds and Xbox One X's was 166 milliseconds. Mm -hmm. That's very close. It is. Now, where were they where were they at whenever they were testing the stadia? Where what, this what kind was, of connection? This was this was on this was at the so yes, this was at the Google event. They were allowed to do this. Okay. Um, but they were also on a a 30 megabit connection. Right, but they were they were very close to the servers that they were working on, if not on the network itself. Uh, the servers were not at the building. They made that clear. They were, but they were. I'm sure they were. They were pretty. Uh, yeah, close. they weren't. So they yeah, were they looking miles away. They were looking this, at probably around a 20 millisecond latency to the server itself. Right, but that this is this is why Google is pushing their data centers being the the key here as such a big deal because they have data centers everywhere i work five minutes from google data center they are all over the place and that gives them the edge for latency because they are all over the place they have almost eight thousand data centers right but well, this is what you were trying to say last week right 
Right. This is this is this is why the amount of data centers they have comes into play. It does not come into play because it gives them more power to make the games run. It comes into play because it puts you closer to one, almost undoubtedly closer to one wherever you are. Especially over the previous attempts at streaming, or like Sony's, where they have their data centers, but their data centers are all kind of centrally located. So if you're not close to one, you are looking at pretty rough latency which is what I've experienced with PlayStation Now so far. And, that, and that's a good point. Uh, one of the things to watch, though, is the rough state that the broadband infrastructure, especially in the United States, is in. There are, there are large swaths, especially in rural areas, that have no broadband whatsoever. And we're defining broadband as a 25 uh, megabit connection at least. Um, that's yeah. that's so, what the FCC qualifies broadband as. So I th- I think Google is, I mean they're well aware they've been they've been fighting with broadband providers for a while. They they know the problems with infrastructure in this country. Um, I believe that they are banking on home five G becoming a thing because five G home internet has shown really really good latency results. Mm-hmm. Um, and that doesn't require you to run cables, right? So right. I think they're banking on that becoming a thing. A lot of providers are talking about that becoming a thing in the next couple of years. Um, Stadia will work on as little as a 10 megabit connection, although it will not do 4K. It won't do 1080p either, um, but it will run at 720 or so on a 10 megabit connection. Mm-hmm. Um so you you can use this still. I mean, 720 is fine on your phone. Uh, you, if you've got a screen that small, that's that's fine. It might not look the best, but that's fine. Um, they're, they're, the thing that surprised me most about the their position on this, or not that surprising, but that I didn't take into consideration, was how hard they were going to leverage YouTube on this. Um, Crowley, remember we talked, or both of you, but... Remember how upset you were that people watched 50 billion hours of gaming on YouTube? <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. They are talking about this. So this is built kind of over the top of YouTube streaming, and it is a interface layer for that. Um, and they are talking about, so you say you're watching a trailer for a game on YouTube or somebody else playing it. You can click a button that says play now and in less than five seconds be playing the game. Wow. That is what they're they're talking about installing into YouTube with this, and they've got dedicated hardware that is more than twice as powerful um, than current generation, and the dedicated hardware can be stacked. So if you're a developer and you want to make a game that's ridiculous, you can use five or six or seven GPUs you if you want instead of just the one. Um, well, I think that's what this is going to boil down to: is are developers going to want to do this because Inevitably, like AAA games are fine, but a lot of these AAA games on both Xbox and PS4, some of them are exclusives. So, so how many exclusives is Google going to get? Google has not said what they will have for exclusives, but they said they will have exclusives. They've started their own game studio called Stadia Games, um, and they are acquiring. They have not said what, but they are in talks to acquire studios. They've also partnered with Ubisoft, ID, CryEngine, the Unreal Engine, and Epic, and the Havoc physics engine, as well as a bunch of smaller gaming studios to have um, titles ready at launch. 
They have not said what exactly. I know the new Doom will be there at launch. Yeah, but they've John got, Carmack is very excited about this. Yeah, oh, I love John Carmack, by the way. Um, <laughs> but this feels like they've invested more money and effort into than I was expecting. Um, I thought this was going to be, hey, you can stream games, we're going to have a store or a subscription, and it's going to be cool. Uh, the controller, I think, is the coolest part about this to me. And I didn't expect to say that. I thought the controller was going to be dumb. But the controller connects directly to the Stadia servers. The controller's right. Wi-Fi. So it has lower latency. So your, your controller collect, connects directly to your game instance, and then you get a separate stream from that game instance to your TV. So there's not a layer of latency there. And what that also does is allows you to go from I'm playing on my phone to I'm playing on my computer to I'm playing on my TV seamlessly. Like you pause and you just transfer screens. That'd be cool. And I'm kind of, I'm kind of curious to see how they handled the handshake between uh, the video output and the controller output, because if those get out of sync, that could just totally trash your gameplay experience. Yeah. I mean, they had, so they had doom and Assassin's Creed on the floor there and the talk is positive. I'm looking forward to seeing what Sony and Microsoft have because I would actually love to see this turn into another console war kind of thing and not just one person doing streaming because you're not going to see any push for innovation if it's one company doing it. Right. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think I, I think gamers win when consoles are or streaming services in this case have to, you know, go at each other to fight for market share. I think that's a win for gamers. A couple other things I thought were neat features that they that they included um, there is state share. So if you have, so say you're playing a game and like for us, for example, say Crowley, you're playing a game and you have a really cool moment that happens and you want to talk about it on the show, but you want me to know what it was. You can send me a link through discord, through email, through whatever text message. And when I click on it, it'll open up your save game for me to play right before that moment happened. And I well, can play through it too. We both know that's never going to happen because <laughs> I am a terrible gamer. <laughs> I know, but I could both say, we'll go the other way around. I'll send you the link and you can see what I'm talking about. I won't uh, ever click it because I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> um, they also have put in tools for developers to take advantage of, assuming they want to. It's there for true cross-platform play, including save game and... Um, inventory, all that, save game states. So if Ubisoft wanted to let you link your account to your PS4 copy of Assassin's Creed and your Stadia copy of Assassin's Creed, you'd obviously have to buy both of them. You have to own both copies. But if Ubisoft wanted to let you link both those accounts to it, you could have the same save game on both consoles. Huh. That I, I, I'm all for it, if it works. Yep. So I mean, they put the tools in place. They're there. Um, it's whether or not people want to use it, but I, I think it's a, it's a, a, a win if, if Ubisoft can sell you a subscription or two copies of the game or whatever, instead of one. Sure. But here's the problem. The exclusives aren't going to have that cross play and cross play. The ability to cross play discourages the consumer from picking a side. Because um, now, now the consumer can say, well, crossplay is all over the place. I can just pick this one up and it doesn't matter. I don't have to do, I don't have to compare any, any, any streaming late to anything because everybody's about the same. 
And right. so if I could play if I could play Assassin's Creed on PS on PlayStation on Xbox on Google on Switch on whatever, then it doesn't matter which one you get; they're all the same. Right, and then it becomes which exclusive you want or which is easiest. terrible. And I don't see any manufacturer. I don't see Xbox saying, "Yeah, let's make everything crossplay." I don't see X or PlayStation saying, "Yeah, let's make everything crossplay." Yeah, but but Xbox is already trying to make everything crossplay. They've, they've because got, they because they are so far behind PlayStation. Yeah, but this might be the I, thing that screws PlayStation because so because Microsoft is getting on the crossplay bandwagon and Nintendo is getting on the crossplay bandwagon. And if Google comes out and says, "Not only are we cool with crossplay, we'll also let you bring save games over." Um, Sony's going to be the the one that doesn't let you play with your friends if they're not on Sony. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna be the one in the walled off sandbox playing by themselves, and they're eventually going to go away. Well, so, you know who else will eventually go away if that happens? Xbox and Nintendo. It will be Google only because at this point, you don't need anything else. So uh, obviously, this, this so this press conference was very developer focused, and there was a lot of very wow moments in it. The the there's a lot of talk in the industry about the impact this could have. But on a less positive note, there are definitely some concerns. They did not announce price structure or store options, what that's going to be. Um, there's a lot of talk. The Ubisoft president made a comment about the way it was going to be set up that people are reading into a lot. We don't know anything for sure. It sounds like maybe there's going to be a Game Pass-like subscription model mm-hmm. and also a store. So if you don't want to subscribe, you can buy games one at a time. What all will be included in the subscription? Don't know what that's going to look like. Um, obviously, I f- I'm pretty confident there will be some kind of subscription thing because they kept talking about being able to just see a link and click in and start playing it right away. And if it was all, I have to purchase this game first, um, they would be talking about you having to go to the store. right? You, you, you can't play a game in five seconds. You have to buy it first. So, Well, how, how, are, how are the developers going to make money? Is Google just paying the developers then? So like up if, front? If if there is a subscription, I'm sure you will get paid um depending on how many people by how many hours are yeah. played or whatever. Yeah. Huh. Um I the other, don't, man, the other, if the I were a thing, developer, I don't know if I'd like that, Joe. So the other thing here is there's a lot of talk about how so I read a pretty lengthy article about how Google is planning on making money on this. It's all speculative. So I didn't throw it in notes because it's all speculative. But Everything they're doing is pushing people through to YouTube. Um, it's got an assist button. If you get stuck in a level and you need help, you can click a button and it will use its machine learning to send you to a video that shows somebody solving that puzzle right on YouTube, right to the exact moment in the video that they're solving it. So you don't have to watch a bunch of YouTube, just the one part you need. Um, it's <laughs> so got, if you're a terrible gamer, yes, it's got help. You it's don't have to button. get better. Just watch YouTube with this easily found link. If right. you've got, if you're a, this is terrible. If you're a streamer, it's got a. If you're getting a, it's got a, a, an exact mirror of your stream that'll go directly to YouTube without affecting your performance off of a separate, a separate instance in their server, separate piece of hardware, to stream your game. So it's got direct to YouTube streaming built right into the the vertical pipeline. There's it's pushing people to YouTube a lot. So there's a lot of talk about. I hate Google. YouTube. Yeah, okay, well, well, you don't have to go there though. One thing right? to remember is, through all of this, Google is an advertising company. 
Right. And Everything they, they develop is to sell advertising. Their search engine is to sell advertising. YouTube is to sell advertising. I am almost certain that this game, game streaming platform is going to enhance or supplement their advertising uh, product <sighs> somehow. I think, I, and that's where I was going. I think that they're they're trying to they're going to use this as a way to push even more traffic to YouTube and make their money that way. I think that's, this is then but, then it's not then it's not going to be a good service. I don't think that's I don't think that's true. I don't think those are hand in hand because people use YouTube in those two ways constantly anyway. I mean, remember fifty billion hours. Of games. Yeah, no, I get that. I, right? I understand. People use it in that way anyway, and if they make the if the product sucks, people won't use it and they won't direct traffic to YouTube. So, um, I don't think that that's true. I don't think those are mutually exclusive. I think it can okay, be a good service and said, also. But you've just said they do fifty billion hours, right? Yep. And that's without this thing. What are they going to do? Up it to a hundred billion with this? That doubles I don't their think that so. doubles their ad money. I don't think it's going to double anything. If players are already doing this, I don't see this. Well, I don't if, see this as, as if you make if you make something easier to use, more people will use it. Yes. How hard is it always. to pause your game and get into your phone? Well, not well, as, not as hard. Disagree. So not as hard as pushing a button and having an overlay on your screen that continues Ugh, to play. I, I hate millennials. <laughs> get so off are, my lawn. There are also there are also a couple other. Quick touches here from this press conference. This was a long press conference. Uh, split screen multiplayer, both uh, whether it's two or four or eight people, whatever it is, everybody gets their own instance in the cloud on the server farm. So you will not have impacted performance. Um, there's a bunch of developer tools for development and for modeling and stuff that go easy. And this is on the open Vulkan API. Uh, and the people at id said it took them only a couple of weeks to port their game from PC to uh, Stadia, and it was easy. So this looks like it could be a very seamless process for most developers, um, especially because it's also going to have that uh, full support from CryEngine, Unreal, and the other one. So there's th this. This is more. This is better thought out than I thought it was going to be. This could have a huge impact, but it's going to depend on what we get to for pricing structure, what the games available are, what these um, exclusives well, I think that they say they're going I think to have it's, are. Yeah, exclusives, what games are available. They don't have a back catalog, so what about if you want to go back and play Spider-Man? Well, then you're then going gotta, to your PS4. Exactly. Then you got to bust out your PS4. Honestly, while I think this is a good idea in, on paper, I think it's going to be horrible in practice, and I feel like Xbox and PlayStation are more set up to succeed in this, and the only thing I hope is that Google pulls this off to a point that forces both PlayStation and Microsoft to go to this consoleless route. So they don't have a back catalog of Google games, but if they sign these... so like. Ubisoft was going to build their own streaming service. They said so a couple of years ago that they were going to start working on that. Um, and it seems like they have stopped and gone all in on this. Like, So they may not have a back catalog of Google games, but they might have a whole back catalog of 30-party games. They might have a bunch of Assassin's Creed's or 
you know, both divisions or a bunch of EA games or whatever it happens to be, these third party games might might not be just the newest one. They might have a whole bunch of the older ones on there. Are they gonna have MMOs? They might. Whatever. Well, I'm looking forward to see what they what they put out. I mean, regardless of of whether they succeed or not, it will at yeah. least move the move the ball forward. Yeah. And Google ruins everything. We'll know for sure what they've got coming. Uh, I would say around E3 because they made a lot of comments about more details on games this summer. So, oh, are they trying to make E3 relevant again? Hey, just out of curiosity, are they going to be using algorithms? Because if they are, I'm not going to play it. <laughs> if you're playing any, if you're playing any game, or using algorithms. <laughs> oh, algorithms! I hate you. Final Fantasy XIV's Shadowbringer expansion is uh, set to release July 2nd. Uh, they had their last Final Fantasy XIV Fan Fest in Tokyo this weekend. They debuted the entire 100% of the trailer for Shadowbringer. They revealed the new job class Dancer, and they revealed uh, their uh, the there's another race called the uh, Rothgar. Rothgar, yes. Ugh. So here's the thing: people are pissed twofold. First, they're pissed because the Rothgar are male only and the whatever the other race is is female only. Is it that they've Viera? debuted for Shadowbringer. Viera, yeah, where they're they're uh rabbit ladies. Bunny chicks, yeah. Scantily clad rabbit chicks. Uh and then the other thing is they didn't there there's no healer job. It's it's a DPS job or a buff job. Now is this there's no healer class regardless no there's or? no there's two healer classes already white mage and uh, astrologian well why do they need a third that's kind of what i was wondering but like people are upset and uh, apparently the uh, square enix uh, forums are on fire well i guess if you played healer class exclusively and really enjoyed that kind of class you're not getting anything new out of this this expansion so you might be a little miffed I don't care. <laughs> I stopped playing this game, but this game is kind of what spawned the show. So I feel like I have a duty and a responsibility to the listener to let them know what's going on. Just like I do with Mortal Kombat. Beta is set for March 27th, just a few short days away from the when we're recording this. Uh, anybody here playing Mortal Kombat 11? Oh, I will. I really? Might. Yeah, I might. I don't really care. I mean, I I, so don't get me wrong. I hate the Mortal Kombat series, but the last couple that I've played have some pretty tight game mechanics, and and I actually enjoyed it. So, um, I watched the the noob Cybot video that they released, and wow, that's graphic. But yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll probably it, play yeah. it. Well, maybe I'll have to pick this up at some point too. I, I might be more inclined to do it when I heard this piece of news, Carrie. Hiroyuki Tagawa is reprising his role as Shang Tsung from 1995's Mortal Kombat. This is definitely the best part of this game. Yeah, for I, sure. I love this guy. Um, he He's in the new Man in the High Castle series. Um, the first time yeah. I remember seeing him was in Rising Sun with Wesley Snipes and, and Sean Connery. And then, of course, in, in the Mortal Kombat movie. So I love this guy. Yeah, I, I like him a lot, too. I love that uh, Man in the High Castle series. On Amazon Prime. So good. Yeah, that's a great show. Yeah, absolutely love it. What I don't love is Kotaku. <laughs> <laughs> this game is hard. Can you make it easy, please? <laughs> right. 
Kotaku in yet another Gita Jackson-like move uh, by some douche nozzle named Chris Kohler. Uh, has written a article called "No Cuphead on Switch Won't Be Any Easier." I mean, it's already <sighs> got an easy mode, so apparently that's not enough for it's Chris. Supposed Kohler. to be hard. Yeah, it's yeah, intended to be hard. Yeah, it, it, I don't it reaches back to its eight-bit roots, and I mean, none of those games were easy. No, not one. There's nothing to this game if it's easy. It's just a slideshow if it's easy. Right. This whole article is just Kotaku being Kotaku, and it's infuriating. Why can't they stop being Kotaku? Why do for you ten keep minutes? reading Kotaku? Because he likes it to is... be angry. He likes to be <laughs> angry, so he has a he gets up every morning and he just reads Kotaku all day long, and that's why he's always in such a foul mood in the afternoon. Uh, I, I'm in a foul mood when I wake up in the morning too, sir. Don't discount the foul mood in the morning. Look, uh, this shows up on my timeline because my timeline on Twitter is just full of gamers that pretty much agree with most of what I say. And so they're constantly posting articles from idiot gaming journalists like this. And so it shows up on my timeline. And then I'm like, really, what did Kotaku do now? And I'm like, look, if you bought the wrong game, cool. You were having a bad day. I'm going to give you crap because you're an idiot. But all right, fine, whatever. This is just stupid. This game's too hard, and they're porting it to the Switch, and the Switch is for kids, and I don't understand why it's so hard. I really wish that they'd make this easier. Is there an Obama cuphead like an Obama phone, and we can just all play it and win? Oh, my God. You know, I bet there's probably an algorithm out there that would filter out those (laughs) Kotaku articles. I won't use it. It's an algorithm. I'm not giving Skynet uh, anything on me. That's ridiculous. Yeah, so like this is what it says uh, in the article, but even though a release on Switch will likely mean more younger or less experienced players being able to try Cuphead, the game won't be getting any sort of difficulty or balance tweaks or extra modes for its Switch debut. How is this news? It's this not- is somebody who couldn't beat the game who said that there's not going to be an easy mode for him to see the ending. <laughs> <laughs> he could always YouTube well, it. Right. It's not That's the same, YouTube's man. For. Uh, Chris Kohler, you are an idiot. C- come on this show and defend this. That's what I want you to do. If anybody out there knows who this douche nozzle is, Chris Kohler. Why don't you tweet him, Crowley? Mm-hmm. I don't want to tweet him. <laughs> no desire to tweet anybody at Kotaku ever. They're all idiots. Ugh. <laughs> Let's just move on. The Division 2 is sending secret. What is this crap? The Division 2 is sending secret messages via flashing lights and Morse code? Oh, I think they've got some some Easter eggs and some fun things to find in the game. Uh, kind of like... Uh, Skynet! What did I just say about Skynet? Yes, they're, they're trying to communicate to you through Morse code, which I'm sure that you understand. And they're flashing yeah, be- lights in a vague corner that I'm absolutely positive you would explore. Skynet is it, trying to get to you. You're you're right. People Charlie. people have definitely found this, and it's like I love the I love the treasure hunt thing that people are going down on this. I'm curious to see if this leads anywhere. I know. I mean, I bet it's an algorithm that told it to do this Morse code. It probably is. It's they all probably everywhere. programmed some sort of instructions <laughs> that told the the light how to flash. You're you're right. I but know. No, I mean, that's what I'm saying. This is this is kind of one of those fun things that uh, developers throw in their games, like GTA Five. I mean. They intentionally put things like this in their game, and 
even Red Dead Redemption had some some cool Easter egg things like this. So it's it's fun to see that the Division Two is doing it as well because it's it's not something you normally see in a kind of a multiplayer first person shooter like this. I don't want to see it ever. Stop sending me secret messages in video games. Just don't look for him then, Crowley. I don't. I just play the game. <laughs> good. I don't care about your Easter eggs. Let's make a good game. How hard is that? You know what's going to be hard is you've trying to Cuphead? Yeah, Cuphead. Is you trying to find a game, well, one of your five games on Steam whenever they change their library up. I'm looking I forward to this actually. I have more than five games. 6? Did you get a 6th? Yeah, I have got, more than oh, He got a 6th game but he didn't play it. I hate you both. Right, Battlefront 2, right? Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> I don't even know why I'm here. Because we love you, GBB. <laughs> so they're changing valves. Valves changing steam. Steve's changing valves. What's going on? It hasn't had a facelift in a long time. I think it's time, and I don't think it's going to be that hard to find stuff. It's looking a little. He's going to have puffy lips. I was getting Botox in the lips. See what I did there? I did. No, I do see okay. what you did there. Not anyway, funny. Back to the article. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they're going to make it look a little more like Netflix and a little less like uh, 2000 Steam. Yeah, it's been a very long time since it's had any kind of visual update. It's definitely due. Yeah, yeah. I do. I, I just hope they don't make it impossible to find the game that, that I want to play. So, I mean, it'll That's probably... That's why I've only got five, man. If If... If the, the program runs at a reasonable rate, it'll probably just be easiest to just ty- start typing in the search bar what game you want to play. True. But, I mean, like, I've got so many that. titles on my list right now. I don't know what all titles I have on my list. I just kind of <laughs> scroll down sometimes. Oh, I've, I just I have again, that one. I just use yeah, the search bar most of the time. I scroll six through, games, too. But easy to see. <laughs> they're all there. I have, I have like 600 or so games. It's ridiculous. There's, that there's is a, a ridiculous number. It's not that ridiculous. Have, have you played all 600 games? Probably like half of them. Okay. Then that's even more ridiculous. No, because it's totally reasonable why I have them. I, what? What's the reason? Because when Steam has Steam sales, it's usually cheaper that's to buy a bundle dumb. of 40 games than it is to buy the one silly. game you want. Why? I'm silly. saving money. <laughs> I'm silly. saving money. Why is saving money dumb? Silly. Because an algorithm told you to do it. Now no, is because the time saving money. Nobody told me to save money. <laughs> saving money is the best. Where we'd go down the road to wrestle. I don't know why I keep doing that. The road to Star Wars Celebration Chicago. Uh, we're going to review Battlefront 2, the good one. It this was one's good. so much better than the new one. Yes, it is. It really is. And I even played the new one. I had a lot of fun playing this. 14 years ago, developed by Pandemic Studios using their in-house game engine Zero and published by the now defunct LucasArts. Who may be coming back. Well, uh, it doesn't sound like they're coming back in any kind of uh, capacity that would make me eager for them to come back. Yeah, something might be a publishing arm, maybe. Yeah. Uh, this was available on the PS2, the Xbox, Windows, and PSP, the that's the uh, handheld console that Joe and I couldn't remember just a few short weeks ago. The very same. Yes. I'm looking at the uh, first so gen PSP right now. I have a first gen PSP and I actually have this game on the PSP. I so, it, I never got but into it. But you didn't play it. I have it. a PSP you somewhere too. You could have played it on the on the potty. Oh, yeah, it's true. You could have pooped <laughs> and played. Pooped and played. Yeah. No, I don't poop and play like Joe. 
All right, boys. How was this game? It was so fun. Yeah, I had a lot of fun with this. It really I played was. a bunch of the campaign, and Jason and I played a bunch of multiplayer. Yeah, against each so other. So multiplayer I mean, is still on Steam. Yeah. Oh, dude, there's a lot of people playing. There's like a, a surprising number of people still playing this game. Yeah. The, the are there more people playing this than they're playing the the Battlefront Two put out by EA? Man, I would say it's it might be close. It might be close. Really? Yeah. The the yeah. server list was full. Yeah, there was like there was wow. like a couple hundred servers. That's awesome. Yeah. It was it was really neat. Um, we set up a private server and played between each other, um, and we had a great time. I I went through the campaign. I got through to Kashyyyk, and then lost the oil refinery. And then Joe and I got on together. But and we played for I don't know two three hours. Went through several of the different maps, uh, doing uh, both the the melee combat and uh, space combat. And we had a great time. It's I mean the the mechanics are tight. Yeah, yeah, it was really good. It, it felt, it felt pretty modern, all all things considered. I mean, the default control scheme was kind of sketchy. Like it had grenades on where I on right mouse where I would usually zoom. Right. And, you know, a c- couple of things like that that I had to change. Uh, but once I got that sorted out, it was it was fairly modern. It felt really good. Uh, the it looked awesome. It it supported uh, my full. 2K monitor resolution and was like pretty good. Like it looked pretty good. I was pretty surprised by how how good it scaled. Yeah, I mean, um, I cranked up the graphics all the way to the the top. Like I I couldn't even do that whenever I originally played the game. I didn't have the the hardware to push it, so I was only running it about medium to high, but I cranked everything to the top and it looked really sharp. Wow. All right, so then let's talk about story. Uh is the story better than my girl Janina's Iden Versio story? No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. The, the the story isn't deep. I mean, you're basically looking at the Clone Wars through the eyes of a clone trooper. And he's giving you basically some history on the events that happened before the, the Jedi Purge. So um, it, it kind of takes place uh, between uh, the third and or the second and third prequel trilogies. Um, but yeah, oh, the dark times. Yeah, it it doesn't go into deep detail or anything like that. It gives you right. some some cutscenes in between missions, and then you're playing. So it's this is yeah. this is a fully multiplayer game. Um, they they didn't put a lot of thought into the single player. Yeah, story is very thin, but it's there. All right, voice acting. It's fine. Yeah, it's okay. I mean, like, I feel like all these games that we do are kind of in the same place. Voice acting was different 10, 15 years ago, and it just shows, you know, they're, they're fine. They're not like anything like what we have now, but yeah, they're not bad. But it's serviceable. Yeah. Better than Ace Combat 7. Yep. Well, if it's better than Ace Combat 7, I mean, that's not saying a lot. Music. It's just good. Star Wars music. Grand. Yeah, it's like just it's like right out of the movies. It's if if, if you've watched a Star Trek or (laughs) (laughs) oh, we're gonna get so much mail now. (laughs) Yes, if you've seen a Star Wars movie, then you've heard the music. Yeah, Yeah. all right. Mechanics. Then the only thing you guys complained about was the control scheme. 
Yeah, I really had no complaints with it otherwise. Yeah, the default control scheme is different than what you'd find in a modern game, but it's totally customizable. You can make it wherever you want. So, yeah, and everything else is is nice and tight. Nice. So, rate this game, Joe. I'm going to give it a seven. Jason? Seven. Solid seven. There you go. Solid seven. That's better than a lot of games we've reviewed here. It's still a lot of fun. Yeah, I actually kind of was like feeling like playing it somewhere today. I didn't have time, but I, I kind of wanted to. Nice. So did you feel like Captain Kirk on the Bridge of the Falcon headed <laughs> <laughs> to Hogwarts? The whole time. The whole time? Perfect. Perfect. Well, there you go. Uh, that is our... Ro- I mean, I know it's short this week, guys, but I didn't get a chance to play it. I, you know, sorry. What do you want from me? Well, here's what it is. There's not really much to complain about. It's a, we wanted, it's a solid we game. To play There's a reason why everybody likes it, but... Yeah, no, I look, I I got the invite. You guys are like, hey, let's play. And I'm like, I don't try. like you, so no. Well, I didn't say that to your faces. But we know what you meant. We know it. We know. Okay, well, as long as everyone's clear. <laughs> All right, now's the time <laughs> to show that everyone's been waiting for. Let's jump into the Division 2 full review. Uh, let's talk about the story. Uh, <laughs> who put this on the show notes? <laughs> Me. <laughs> I did this. The the dollar flu hits Washington. Is that what they're calling it? Is the dollar flu? Isn't it? I don't yeah. even know what it is. Is that what it is? Seriously, I think that's what it's called. Yeah, I just knew it was a virus. It was a virus. It was transmitted on money. That's how it started. And well, yeah, I knew that. Yeah. I mean, have you ever worked retail and you took money? Yeah. I mean, you're sick all the time. Yeah, you're not supposed but, to yeah. lick the money though. Well, how else are you supposed to tell if it's counterfeit? Oh yeah, I guess that's. Oh, wait, is that how you told it yeah. was counterfeit? <laughs> That's how I was taught. Oh, okay. So <laughs> the dollar flu hits Washington. Is this like the swine flu, the bird flu, uh, the actually, Ebola yeah, flu? Yeah, but it's transmitted by money. Yeah, they actually make mention of the bird flu in the game, uh, one of the kind of flashback type things that you that you run across. Um, somebody saying, oh, this is like the bird flu. It'll blow over. Yeah, I remember that. But the, they also talk in the game, or at least maybe it was just like a screen in the game where they talked about the flu pandemic of 1908 or something i barely yeah, I hit that one no just me all right apparently it's the flu and the flu kills it can yeah, it was it was it was a a weaponized version of the flu it was put on money for black friday oh wow who carries money anymore yeah it it's a game it's a dumb story it doesn't matter the story is the least important part of this game yeah well, we've already talked about the story reason. longer in this review than we need to <laughs> they've got to give me a good reason that i got to go out there and shoot bad guys no they don't they're ugly or and or good guys they're shooting at you that's a dumb reason i want look i'm like an actor i need no you're not you're, <laughs> you're not at all like an actor you don't care about motivation you're happy motivation. to kill things that's no that's not you know what you don't know me yes i do <laughs> Anyway, this game what, this game looks pretty great most of the time. It does. What do you mean uh, most does. of the time? Well, there are times where the textures don't load. Yeah. There's quite um, a few times when the textures don't load. There's there's quite so a few I've, times when the, the models are kind of janky. There's a, quite a few times where your yeah, your weapon model doesn't even load. So have you guys seen it where your arms go up above your head and start doing weird things for like just a split second and then they come back down? Oh, I've seen nope. it where they do it a lot. And not just a split second. Yeah. I'm just running around with my hands up in the air going, I haven't seen that. 
<laughs> I haven't seen that, and I've only had world textures not show up once. Um, well, I've had, apparently, I've had the gun thing not show up quite a few times. There's a staircase in the game that you can't go up or down. Or no, you can go down it if you roll, but <laughs> yeah. you can't go up it. I think I found that staircase. I know what you're talking about. I mean, seriously, I, look. There are. I want to be clear here. There are not a lot of bugs in this game. For uh, a game released this clean in this era of gaming, that's pretty remarkable. Uh, Especially with this big of a map in yeah. this much. Was it really going released on? this clean? They had a ninety gigabyte patch day one. Okay, but that was before you played. Yeah. Yep. So that would be released, right? Well, no, yes, they released is. it and then you patched it. Right, but I mean, you you're talking semantics. You couldn't, you, you couldn't play it. Well, I guess if you turned your PlayStation off the internet, you could have. But you can't play a multiplayer online game without the internet. That's true. Are we done splitting hairs? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> okay, I just wanted to make sure before I moved on. All right, so it's. I think it's a pretty clean game as far as bugs go. Uh, the huge map. Uh, there's so many things to do in this game. It's and this is. And we're just talking about like your standard campaign. We're not talking about Endgame yet, which is a completely different game. It's like a game on top of a game. Multiple this game games is massive. on top of a game. Yeah, there's a lot to this. So, yeah, uh, some of the models are kind of iffy, but it's, overall looks pretty good. The environments, the, the set pieces look phenomenal. Yeah, absolutely. I, it really makes you feel like you are in an apocalyptic future with few humans. Yeah, I mean, you can really, they really set the mood. And uh, it's there are there are wasted areas of huge scale that are kind of shockingly disgusting, like just, you know, bodies and lots of attempts at sanitizing people. But everybody who was doing that is dead. Lots of uh, clean rooms that are just torn apart and empty. And it just looks filthy and rabid. And you can see humanity's best attempt to stop it failing all over the place, and it's kind of gross. Yeah, um, yeah. It it the the scenery does definitely set the mood. Um, there's there's a lot of gruesome things that that you come across, uh, even in, even in the missions. I mean, we did a mission last night that was some kind of horrific fun house that somebody set up, full of mannequins and shards of glass hanging down from the ceiling, and a whole bunch of weird stuff. So yeah, there's definitely some some scenes that that portray a, a twisted mind that you know walks the halls in that building so maybe maybe steam should condemn this one uh mm -hmm. let's talk let's talk about voice acting okay look i'm the next person that says voice acting is pretty standard i'm gonna slap it's pretty standard i hate you so much i it's it's the voice acting is not bad in this game it's actually pretty good i think yeah for the most yeah, it's part fine. there there's there are some characters that are eh Okay, but I think most of the main characters, especially the the president, um, I think do a pretty good job. Yeah, I would. Agree. Here's my here's my issue with it. It's 2019, and your character doesn't speak. There are no speaking lines for your character. This is a, yet again one of those games where you participate in a conversation that's completely one-sided every time. Maybe you've got Gordon Freeman disease. I don't, this is, this I is pretty don't typical, is. though, for, for it is, massive multiplayer it, because you can't, for a game like this where you are constantly in environments that are with other players, because you can't make decisions, because you can't affect the world, because other people are in the world too. 
No, and I understand that. And I don't, I'm not saying that they should give you dialogue that you can choose, but I think your character should have dialogue. You're talking, you're in a conversation with other people, sometimes multiple people in these cutscenes. I don't understand why they just couldn't give you a, a dialogue. And you have a couple of voices depending on the body type that you choose. Like, this isn't hard. And I, I don't see it that it would have, like, this isn't cost effective to leave that out. I agree. So I think we can do better, gaming publishers and developers. But I mean, that's indicative of, of most of these shooters. You, you just don't have, your, your character is almost secondary to the game and the characters around you. Right. Yeah, it doesn't bother me, honestly. Uh, I see where you're coming from, but it's, it's not a thing that ever really annoys me. Again, I need motivation. I want to be connected to my character in more ways than just making him look a certain way or making her look a certain way. So if I have that dialogue and there's some backstory to my character other than, you know, I'm with the division, I'm just some dude, bad dude going around doing bad things for a good reason. <laughs> then, I, I mean, I want to know about my character. I, now I don't care when I die. I get that you just respawn, but, you know, I can just Rambo through it until I finish it. So I, I, I feel like this game could benefit from a little character development for your character. But this is, I mean, I guess, but this is online gaming as it stands today in general. I just... I don't disagree. Destiny I, um, does it. I, I hate yeah, it. It doesn't bother me at all. It's I don't... And uh, the, the, the point to me that they're making is that story in an online game is... An afterthought. Absolutely secondary. Yeah, it's absolutely secondary. It's not important. But, it sh- but should it be? No. No, but I also don't... I also don't mind online games that are... Like, I actually... They occupy different spaces for me. These online games that don't have any story, I find are the ones that I I am more likely to actually play with people because we can talk over the the cutscenes or whatever. I don't I don't care. They're social engagements. They're not I'm not there for the story. I'm there to play and to be with my party and hang out and play. If, but you if, can if, play if, this game that, for the most part single player. Yeah, you and can. that's that's one of the but, things that kind of annoys me about this game is the single player portion of this game seems like an afterthought. It seems like something they tacked on and didn't really, uh, didn't really support because when you play this game as a single player, not only are you getting kind of, you know, a thin story to begin with, but the challenge in this game is at least double, if not triple the challenge that you get whenever you're playing with, with other people. Because well, so, the majority of these missions were not designed for a single player. So they, they do attempt to knock the difficulty down when you're by yourself. Well, they missed the mark. I just don't think they've gone quite far enough. Like, we played that mission in where we had that room in the basement with the guy with the sledgehammers, right? Mm-hmm. Um, when you play that solo, there's only one guy with a sledgehammer. But we played that in a group and there was multiple. So they they do try to knock the difficulty down. I just don't think they yeah, went when we were far playing enough. With a gr- when we were playing in a group, there were only two dudes with a sledgehammer. When you're playing in a single, it's it's one-on-one. And one swipe from that sledgehammer takes you out. I beat it yeah. solo. I mean... I'll, I'll, I'll be honest. 
like there have been a couple times where Shiner has sent me an invite to play in a game. And I'm like, yeah, I don't want to do this because it ramps it up whenever there are, whenever there's anybody else in there. And I'm not just talking about scaling, which we talked about last week. I, the difficulty gets ramped up because there are more enemies. But see, and, and we talked about this a little bit last week where there are multiple entrances and ex- exits. And so as a single player, it's hard to cover those. And like you said, they try to scale it down for you. They try to dumb it down when it's just a single player, but it's almost always trial and error. It's almost always let me go here and try here and see where the enemies come from. And if that works, great. And if it doesn't, then you have to respond and you try from a, a you know a different area. You have to like you're trying different tactics to to take certain points to 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 do certain things. And so I, it's annoying. Yeah, but I would say that, you know, hooking up with Shiner whenever he sends you an invite would actually make it probably a little easier because even though they're going to ramp up the challenge a little bit for a, a two-player team versus a one-player team, it's still going to be easier to cover your back with Shiner there or to create a crossfire scenario where um, they're having to divert their their attention to two different points instead of all ganging up on you at once. I just follow Shiner around, so there's no kill box, right, right, there's no yeah. crossfire. Yeah, no, I, I don't understand tactics. I just follow Shiner and kill them. <laughs> well, I follow I Shiner point. because he heals me, unlike some right? other people that I won't mention, Joe. <clears throat> <laughs> so oh. my fault you're always down. Wow. Oh, wow. Uh, they do seem to address the armor scaling because it was here. way better. Uh seemed to be way better the second time night we played. Have they had a patch? I haven't been paying attention. I, I took my PlayStation one. on, so I don't know. I haven't, I haven't noticed one either. So, did they really fix it, or was it, was it a back end thing? Could have been a server side switch, hmm. or it could have been a patch that just installed while I was gone. Yeah. So, yeah, that could be too. Uh, let's talk about music. It's all right, right? It's all right. It's good, yeah. I guess. Yeah, it's fine. I mean, yeah. I always know when something's about to happen because the music changes, so it gets ominous. I hate that too. Stop telegraphing with the music, please. There, there have definitely been a couple of times where it's it's gone into there's going to be a boss music, and then I just kind of run through and nothing happens, and I don't know if something didn't proc or if they're just messing with me. <laughs> I'm not really sure. I can't tell. Hopefully, they're just trolling. I think they're trolling. Well, all right. Uh, let's get into the mechanics of this game. So this is a standard third-person cover shooter. Yep. Yeah. And what do you, who, who thinks cover can be too sticky at times? Oh, oh me. man, when you're... Oh, me too. When you're trying to get away or you're trying to maneuver around things, you just kind of like you vacuum to cover. Yeah. Like, don't hit eight, the X ten, button. 10 feet away. Well, no, even when you're not hitting, when you're in cover and trying to get out, it's like it's you're yeah. stuck to that hit the cover. X button. You do. <laughs> and it doesn't do anything. Yeah. I don't find it button, sticky. You hit at the all. X button trying to pull away from cover and it puts you to the next cover closest to you. Like, it's just get, a little on the sticky side. It's get not good, scrubs. Oh, yeah. Okay. What level are you? Seventeen, okay, eighteen, something like that. All right. What level are you? Twenty-two. Whatever. I think I'm seventeen. Get good scrubs. So you're, All right. <laughs> you're right there with me. So, right. I don't know. Whatever. I don't find it sticky. I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't seem to have an issue with it. You're also just issue- following Shiner around. So no, I'm not. I, I've been playing mostly on my own. I really have. I'd rather. That's what I would rather do until I start, you know, getting into some of this in-game content. 
Yeah, I think this end game stuff's going to be where the most fun multiplayer will be. Yeah. Uh, there's crafting, there's re-rolling, and there are weapon mods. I really am enjoying the crafting and the weapon mods. Yes. I've made uh, one weapon mod. I haven't done... Well, I made one oh, one crafting You've got to do more. Yeah, you've got to get into that, to do dude. More. It makes a huge difference. Yeah. So I guess I just don't... I guess I haven't explored it very much. I think I've hit the crafting table like two or three times, so I'm not sure exactly how it's working. I hit it every time I go to Washington, and usually I have at least one more recipe, and I craft some stuff. I mean, I've, for a while now, been... Uh, I got the recipe or the blueprint for the police issue M4. And when you craft one, it crafts one at your level. So every yep. couple of levels, I just go craft a new weapon and I'm ready to go. If I don't find something to replace my assault rifle with, I've always got one that I can go to that's a blue, a solid blue assault rifle for whatever level I'm at. Yep. I like that feature that you can always just craft it to your level. Yep. It's great. Are you de are you deselecting or de uh, deconstructing? Yeah, that's the word I was looking for. Are you deconstructing all of your inventory that you're not using, or are you selling it? Um, I'm deconstructing all my green. I sell my blue and and pink. Well, you should probably keep some because you can turn those in for projects too. Okay. Yeah. Did you know that? Nope. Nope. <laughs> Someone <laughs> doesn't pay close attention to the on-screen tutorials. <laughs> Why, why hasn't anybody been telling you how to play this game? I have no idea. I'm just going in. Joe? I don't need this. I don't need this. I'll deconstruct this and sell all the rest well, because it we sells both, for a higher price. We, we all played through the same tutorial at the beginning Star of the game. Lord. I figured he would have known. No one's teaching him how to. You guys are horrible. Yeah. You're all terrible, terrible gamers. Um, I, you stick I, with me. We'll die a lot, but at least you'll know how to play. <laughs> I good. deconstruct about a third. I sell about a third, and I donate about a third because you do need money to craft, also. So yes, um, I don't do any one thing with all of it. I try to split it up fairly evenly so that I get through all three of those areas. Uh, I've got I've blown through a lot of projects, um, which is good to get a lot of recipes, crafting recipes from that. See, there's a lot of RPG elements to this game with the crafting, the weapon mods, the perks tree, the skill tree, all of this stuff. Yeah. Even it's the loot, it's it's loot driven. There's a lot of RPG aspects to this. And I just want to go back real quick and I want to touch on this. The one RPG aspect that isn't there is you participating in conversations. Yeah, you're right. It is very weak story-wise and it is very weak character-wise as far as your character. And I just, I find that, I find that really hard to swallow in 2019. Now, would you be okay if they just had your character participating in the conversation or do you want to shape the conversation and possibly shape no. the story? I don't need to shape the story, especially with this type of a story where it's basically just a reason to go kill. I mean, that's all it is, right? Right. So I don't need that, but I would like to see some dialogue and I'd like to see some, you know, some tension. Make this like a movie and not like a video game. Yeah, that's fair. See, Joe, I have fair points. I don't disagree. I never do. Okay. That's not. Oh, yeah. Statement. That was a lie. That, from, that's a lie from the devil's mouth is what that was. Uh, let's talk about in-game uh, content. So we've said this a couple of times, but when you end the game, when you get to the end, like a whole new game starts. Spoiler alerts. Yeah. 
Yeah, and not just one whole new game. This this whole cycle happens more than once. Right. It starts you off at what? World Tier 1? World Tier 1. And, it, and I believe there's four world yes. tiers at this point. Oh my gosh. Repopulates your map with a Black Tusk invasion. You get new, what they call invaded missions, where the Black Tusk, it's the same missions you did before, laid out a little different with Black Tusk guys instead of... Uh, whatever gangs happened to be there before. Um, and they are, you have to do a couple of those, and then you do the Black Tusk strongholds, and once you get through the strongholds, you hit another world tier. And so you are kind of plowing through that. Each world tier gets you different levels of gear. Um, you go from character levels to character gear score, and so you are your power is judged on your gear score. So you're, it becomes a, a heavy loot game centered around these this like world takeovers right you can't move up a world tier until you are a certain gear level wow so this right. is kind of like the original zelda once you complete the game it's a whole new world is anybody going to start singing a whole new Disney song? <laughs> i wasn't going for that but thank you joe thanks joe i appreciate that i'm here for you i was just yeah i was just wondering uh, yeah, uh, it is a whole new world, and it, but it's, I, I mean, it, people are saying that this is uh, new, and I guess it kind of is, but it's still very loot and gear-oriented, which isn't new. Um, no, but it's it's so much better than Division 1's endgame. No, which, I agree. Which was solely- Which was just Dark Zone. Solely Dark Zone, right. Yeah. Um, you know the the I have not done any strongholds yet, but people seem to rave about them. They seem to really like them. Um, so you know maybe this, you know, it is definitely gear and loot driven, but that I don't think that's a bad thing. I mean, some of the best, some of the the most replayable games that people play the most hours are loot games that keep hitting that dopamine hit of I got a new weapon that's better, and you just keep climbing that ladder slowly now so, do the do the weapons keep getting higher and higher in power and and uh rewards or do they cap out do they continue to grow so you you like so you keep every t every world tier you enter increases the the cap on the loot table right so with each world tier the weapons and uh armor and stuff you find will all be more powerful okay it just increases the difficulty of the enemies you're fighting. Yes. Sure. So, yeah, I still haven't. We need to get into the dark zone so I can go rogue and just shoot all of you. That's if we don't shoot you first. There's one dark zone that's not normalized. <laughs> we should go to that one first. Yes. Let's do that. Because you're eight <laughs> levels below me. It'll be really fun. <laughs> eight levels below. He's a level 18. You're a 22. Try that math oh, I again. Said, I thought you said 15 or whatever. I don't remember what he you're said. A, you can't even listen to me. Yeah, well, you saw you say so much. Well, that's true. But this is a podcast, and that's what you do. You say lots of things. This is the time of the show where we rate the division two. Joe, rate this game. I'm gonna say this game's an eight. Wow. All right. Uh Jason. So I want to give it an eight, but the single player aspect of this game is knocking it down for me. I'm giving it a seven. Yeah, I think it's knocking it down for me as well. 
uh, and I'm going to be a little more harsh than you are. I'm going to give this a 6.5. Should you should you play the division two? In my opinion, absolutely. Yep. It is a fun shooter, especially if you have friends. If you don't, eh, maybe not. If you're more into story driven games and you are more into, you know, character development, mm, this game's not for you. Yep. I, I've played a lot of this game single player. Like eighty percent of my leveling has been single player, and I. I haven't found it prohibitively difficult. It's been really hard, but I've enjoyed every bit of it. But has it been as hard as it's been with other people? No, I mean, it's definitely easier in a group, but it's not, it's not, it has not been so punishingly hard by myself that I felt the need to dock it that heavily. I docked it some. um, Yeah, but more so for the story. That's a balance issue, right? I mean, if you're if you're playing with friends and it's and it's easier and a more enjoyable game than whenever you're playing alone, that's kind well, of a balance easier, issue. Easier, I I don't think the gameplay is any less enjoyable for me in single player. It's harder, but I don't think I don't equate hard with less fun. Well, no, but the guy from Kotaku does. Normally, I don't either, but I guess more frustrating, not 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 harder. Um, but it's, it's more frustrating as a single player than it is I mean, with, with multiple that, people. That's fair. I've only really been frustrated one time hard one time in single player with this. The rest of it I found to be challenging, but doable. Which, and which time was that? That was the one time that I had to do, uh, I dropped into that one room that we talked about last week where I dropped into that one room that was circular with no cover and there was four the doors. The planetarium? Uh, might have might have been the planetarium. I don't remember what it was. Yeah, that's yeah, that's the planetarium. Yeah, I didn't have an issue with that. I went to one corridor and sat there and waited for them to come through. Yeah, and like I took told out like the I, snipers, like I told you to do last week. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the show, folks. <laughs> Lord, go play this game. It is a fun game. Uh, Carly seventy six on PS four. Uh, Mustang Joe three hundred two. 302 and then uh, Alleran. A L L E R U N. PS4. All of us, because only noobs play Xbox. Mm, mm. Hurts. You cut I was, deep. Yeah, I was, I was waiting for something. Uh, join us next week when we talk about other fun things in games. Probably not Stadia, because I think we've talked about Stadia enough. Not the Division 2. I think we've talked about the Division 2 enough. Uh, but we will have another road to Star Wars a Celebration you did next it. week. I did. <laughs> well, I'm getting used to it. And I just didn't want to do the same joke anymore. It seemed like it was getting stale. Was it getting stale? A little bit. A little bit. Yeah. Okay. I'll try to think of another one. Join us next week when we see what joke I've come up with. I'm Crowley. That's Jason. That's Joe. We'll see you next week. Bad Gamers Anonymous is not affiliated with any video game developer or publisher. The views and opinions expressed in this episode are those of the host and not of Earglue Media. And are probably terrible. Executive producer for Bad Gamers Anonymous is James Dean. Get good, scrubs.